and welcome to another episode of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So we are now in the full moon. Welcome, happy full moon, everyone. The full moon in Aquarius. Sun's in Leo, moon's in the opposite sign. Let's talk about this. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, before I get into the full moon, I have to say, I'm still <laughs> dealing with that new moon two weeks ago in the, the new moon in Cancer opposing Saturn. Whoa. Of course, it hit sensitive points in my chart. And uh, boy, if I, look, if I have to look at another spreadsheet, I think my eyes are just going to, you know, <laughs> Saturn is all about organization and, you know, discipline, focus. I always think of Excel spreadsheets when I think of Saturn. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I saw plenty of them. And um, it was definitely um, calling us to task, this discipline, focus, determination, persistence in the face of some difficult um, challenging situations. Um, but hey, you know, uh, re- especially regarding um, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our homes, our families, and um, etc. So um, anyway, yes, very much a reality check. And um, I want one of the things I did, I feel good because I use that energy to, you know, get things done, which is what Saturn wants us to do. You know, Saturn, Saturn is not our enemy, although we do feel like we, you know, it puts us over its knee every now and then. And it did, it did to me, but it does it because it loves us. They do it for love. He, you know, Saturn, he, 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 right? (laughs) If Vanessa Montgomery is listening, uh, we just had this great conversation and she was the one I interviewed, you know, in the the, um, Queer Astrology Conference. And we talked about gender fluidity and the whole gender story going on in astrology, which is, you know, it's a really big thing. But anyway, so I should not be calling Saturn a man or anything, but, you know, some of these habits die hard. What can I say? But anyway, that that very, we'll say that very young energy of Saturn is a very sobering wake-up call. And so with this new moon, it, of course, was um, bringing up a lot of challenges. And I really think about the housing crisis and the situation in, in the United States uh, right now because of COVID and, and the collapse of the economy. And so that is, you know, has been playing out in this lunation. And of course, not until the new moon, the new new moon coming up in two weeks, I think it's August 18th, then we will, um, you know, we will start on a new lunation and, and we'll have a whole new uh, roadmap for, for navigation. But right now um, we have our, you know, um, our full moon in Aquarius. And I have to say it, it has some challenging aspects again with Saturn. Saturn in Capricorn in its domicile. It's, it's, that's the ruling sign. So um, anyway, it's very much, um, it's a sobering reality check. And it, a lot of this, uh, you know, I, I see where it plays out with the, um, with the housing situation. So um, without further ado, we will move into exactly what does this full moon look like, that which happens to be today. Um, it is now ex- in, in London. It is exactly the full moon as we speak and uh, at the um, exact degree. Um, but a full moon's effects usually last for a good, a good day, you know, that we'll, we'll feel this. Emotions are heightened, right? Because the moon rules our emotions and our connections with others and our vulnerability. So um, when the moon is full, you know, no matter what sign it's in, we're always, um, you know, in that place of, of a heightened emotional awareness and vulnerability. Well, this one, 
This full moon in Aquarius is at 12 degrees of Aquarius, and it is squaring Uranus. So there's two things that you want to know about this, this lunation right now. Um, it's squaring Uranus, which is making it some very, a lot of upsets and sudden changes and kind of like twists and turns and could feel like a roller coaster. You know, something's here and then it's gone. Something's gone, oh, it's back. You know, so it's that kind of jolting, surprising Uranus energy. Um, and then the other thing to know about it is that this full moon is, uh, we have Mercury, the planet Mercury, which rules communications and our thoughts and ideas and attitudes and our connections with siblings and, and others, uh, neighbors and such, um, Mercury is in opposition to Saturn, exactly 27 degrees of Capricorn. So there's a real, uh, you know, our, our emotions and our thoughts and, and communications with each other, um, you know, in, in that opposition with Saturn, we, we have to find a way of um, you know, it, it's being real, but also not dropping out compassion either. It, it's like it's it's having us. It's it's you think of a of a, a seesaw, and if you an opposition, if you think of an opposition, you've got Mercury on one side and Saturn on the other. And if you stand in the middle on the fulcrum, right? You know, you're trying to balance. You're trying to integrate. So you don't want to let one side of it go all the way and hit the ground and you don't want the other one so high. We're trying to find a balance and integrate. So yes, be real about real estate, right? Saturn rules real estate and buildings and things, and um, but also not dropping out compassion and ideas and ways of being that will nurture and provide. So it's like, where is that happy balance? You know, where is, where is a, a healthy balance? Where, where is the boundaries that have to be put in place around communication and um, being responsible, doing the right thing? So I'm sure that, you know, for every landlord in this, in this country or, or any country, uh, you know, has certainly been dealing with this all year with uh, COVID having shut down the economy and people at risk of eviction. And so on their side and then on the tenant side is, you know, how to work this out in, in an amicable fashion that's fair, that's doing the right thing. So that's a very big uh, subject. You know, I have to say, I, I, um, I looked up the stats before I jumped on the, the podcast here, and apparently um, 28 million people in America, 28 million, are at risk of eviction. Uh, the, they had the federal moratorium on evictions, but it expired on the 31st of July. Now, some states have extended it. Uh, I know in the state of Florida, they extended it another month. So it's a it's a shaky dicey time but just to give you a perspective on this <clears throat> there were 28 million at risk right now the great recession where that we had that subprime housing bubble you know all those all those crooks that never went to jail oh oh sorry excuse me uh getting back on t- <laughs> they um the great recession which happened in 2008 2011 um, in, in that time where the housing bubble burst, 10 million people became homeless. Um, I was one of them. I actually lost my house in the, in the Great Recession in that subprime, um, you know, yeah, it was, it was crazy. 
in buying a house and then you know having it depreciate 70 percent not not 17 it was seven zero so yeah that was definitely unprecedented um and it was a very difficult extremely difficult sobering period for for all of us um i didn't it took me a year to get back on my feet with my own place it took a whole year thank god for friends thank god for friends and family and, and good you know people who who had my back because i don't know what i would have done without you guys it was it was a rough time but we i came out i came out on top and for all of us we have to remember to that you know yes things happen for a reason i certainly had a lot of uh, lessons and a lot it was a lot of toughening for me and to really um it really seasoned me and nothing like losing your home right to be seasoned and mature and move to another level of responsibility but i did and i made it through and um, i have enormous faith in the process that is occurring now although it is a lot more dire you know um, 10 million lost in the great recession this is almost triple that could be um, could be out on the street you know, so um, this is definitely a, a very sobering time. We're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with the economy. This particular full moon is bringing up these these issues. So, um, yeah, so the full moon squaring Uranus. Uranus is in the sign of Taurus. And that's there's our rent revolution, you know, happening as as we had seen a couple of years ago when Uranus entered the sign of Taurus. You know, we I knew it was going to bring a lot of uh, tumultuous uh uh, times to the stock market, right? Taurus rules the stock market. And um, also, you know, a be- beautiful ways of living, you know, it's ruled by Venus. So it's like, okay, you know, where we're, there's abrupt changes that are very shocking and dis- uncomfortable and force us to realign our values. So that is certainly a Uranus and Taurus thing. So this full moon is definitely... Uh, that Uranus square is saying, hey, you know, there's a conflict here that we have to work out. We we can't just sit around. We've got to use this opportunity. With Uranus, you know, it rules genius and invention and being um, coming from the future and solution oriented and being, you know, using our talents and our genius to effect change. So, and it might be that we we come up with some innovative solutions that are out of the box. Uranus energy is all about out of the box. So, with the full moon, of course, the moon ruling the home, it's basically saying, hey, there's some situations here that uh, that might be shocking to us, but if we think outside the box and we are open and fluid and willing to change and shift, that things, you know, and, and in, in ways that we've never had to do before, you know, um, we, there, are things that, there are things that can happen that um, good things that can happen. And maybe that's the path to fulfillment is that we certainly, you know, it's definitely all year it's been about getting out of our comfort zone. And this particular lunation is, is calling that up. So um, I pulled up the chart for Washington, D.C., as I, as I do, um, for this new moon. And um, I see that the vast majority of planets and all my wonderful little asteroids that kind of wink at us as to themes and hints and underscore, like a highlighter pen of these trends going on, uh, most of that is on the right side, which would be the, um, the western um, side of the, ch- the chart. And that is saying, okay, you know, we've, we've got to really... Um, come together and work together. Yeah, we've got to be collaborating with this energy. 
<clears throat> um, yeah, so the Saturn, um, Saturn oppose, I'm sorry, Mercury opposing Saturn, uh, we've talked about, okay, and the, um, and the full moon squaring Uranus, and I would say too, with, um, you know, avoid um, impulsiveness, you know, Uranus can be very sudden and impulsive, but try not to come from impulse, come really more from um, thinking innovatively, I, I would say that, to be open-minded and think about the future, but be flexible and be willing to just roll with things. Um, there are, Uranus is called the great liberator, and they don't call Uranus the great liberator for nothing. So it wants to liberate us from where we have felt stuck. So um, yes, it can be uncomfortable, but ultimately uh, puts you in a better place. So there may be new relationships with uh, new people or different people or different cultural, uh, different cultures. So this might, you know, be, I, I can see how this could affect us in a positive way, like the, the difficulty of it, the silver lining in the cloud, so to speak, is that we are all, we become more integrated with various cultures, that we're aligned, not, uh, not divided by culture and race and uh, and uh, nationality and 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 such but that we come together seeing and feeling our humanity as one and then you know uh, working from there so so there's all that um yeah and there could be windfalls you know like i was saying uh, regarding women family the home general public these are all you know women family and home and security are all moon topics so, uh, yeah, this is, you know, it's a loud conversation now. Um, but, yeah, the, um, the fact that so many are at risk here is really pushing us and calling us forth to come up with a compassionate solution. Of course, there's many other, I, I just happened to think about this, the, the full moon in, uh, I mean, so the, the housing crisis or opportunity, uh, because, you know, with Capricorn and cancer ruling the home and real estate, it's it's certainly very loud. And we probably will be seeing this. Um, it's certainly by no means over. This particular full moon has um, Saturn in an inconjunct, which means it's in a stressful aspect to, um, to the North Node. So our evolutionary journey. So it's really saying, you know, we, we have to be real, we have to take responsibility. And sometimes that feels like we feel a little restricted and that we don't feel like we can flow and move easily. Um, but um, we're open to new ideas. It can be very challenging to do that. But again, you know, it's with patience and persistence and determination um, and time, you know, using our time wisely and uh, resources and such. Um, you know, this is something that, that needs to be worked out. It can, re it can require, in, in conjuncts often require compromise you know, uh, one having to shift to accommodate the other. So, you know, so there's that. But I, I would say, too, um, you know, of course, that can put a big toll on our health. Uh, and, and in conjunct with Saturn is, you know, can, can be a medical, you know, medical issue or stress. Stress, obviously, you know, leaving. They, they've scientifically documented how, you know, homelessness can increase, of course, depression rates and, and health, obviously, it can, you know, being route, routed from one's home. So uh, we, we definitely want to look out for each other and take care of others and, and show compassion, take an action that might 
Um, you know, it might not be what you normally do, but it's we're in such extraordinary times that, you know, it, it really calls it forth. So, um, so that's the full moon. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very intense there. I mean, yeah, just oof, things coming to fruition, things coming to a head in the full moon. I would like to offer you all uh, two little bits of, you know, support or um, empowerment for for these challenging uh, times right now. And that is, um, one of them is charity as remediation. So that's a, that's a common, um, that's a principle in astrology that, that in general, that when you have a, a tough, um, and, and I'm talking like natal charts, you know, your birth chart, um, but it can also apply to transits, of course, or progressions. And whenever you have a tough, challenging tra- transit in your chart, um, you, um, it's a general rule of thumb to, you can always do charity to remediate these heavy effects. There's many ways you can do it. There's there are um, astrological talismans and things that are uh, these amazing people out there, and, and I've seen them on Twitter that are astro mages. They're called, like you think of the, the magi that brought the gifts to Jesus in Bethlehem. They were magi. They were magicians. They knew astrology and alchemy, and and they were these master, you know, um, these masterful beings that knew how to work with the. Um, if you were a physicist, call scalar energies of the planets. And so by harnessing and with prayer and intention and, you know, goodwill um, to use these energies wisely and to create different kinds of talismans like amulets and talismans and objects, sacred objects, or even water, you know, charging water. And I know as a Catholic schoolgirl, it was holy water, you know, little did I know back then that, you know, but anything blessed, but certainly done in, in correspondence with powerful phases of the moon and all the planets brings about this kind of, you know, it, it's using the energies of, of nature in their most potent state. So um, these are these are various uses, you know, remediating uh, difficult times or placements in our chart or just difficult phases in our life. So it's overcoming the um, intense um, zodiacal um, transits. There's also um, scanning the Zohar. The Zohar is the mystical body of Jewish knowledge in the Kabbalah. The Zohar is the body of work, and the the Zohar is made up of, it's kind of like an encyclopedia. There's 20-something volumes. It's all in, in Aramaic, Hebrew flame letters, but in the Aramaic language. And by scanning that, that's a very, very high light, a high, powerful light um, if you don't have the funds to purchase a set, um, they can be a little costly, uh, but you can um, buy, I believe it's, I think it's called the mini Zohar, if you Google that term, Z-O-H-A-R, and it's something like $10, this tiny little book with this tiny little print, but it, it contains that sacred vibration. And uh, I carry one all the time with me in my purse because it has a hugely profound effect on safety. You know, you think of the light that is contained in these pages. Um, and this is, of course, you know, regardless of anyone's uh, religious background, it, it works, you know, just like gravity works for everyone. Doesn't You don't have to believe in it, Just it's just there. You know, these are 
These are high level um, spiritual tools so that anybody can use. But having that and scanning it, you know, you can put your finger underneath and scan from right to left, you know, in the, in the Hebrew tradition, of course, everything right to left, the alphabet letters, the way they read. And this is, um, this goes into our eyes, the eye chakras, and it, it uplifts us. So, you know, a little remedy, right? Carry that in your purse or handbag or your laptop, uh, you know, whatever, wherever you carry your things. Um, I have one in the glove compartment of my car. Um, so, um, you know, it's just, it's a great uh, tool for uplifting uh, at any time, regardless. Um, but charity as remediation would be, um, a, it's always, it's always good to do charity work and whatever you're drawn to, you know, um, you know, for me, my favorite thing is going to help a friend pull weeds um, in, in his garden. And I also I love to go to the, the food pantry uh, there's a local food pantry, but whatever it is that calls you to just, you know, it, it allows us to get out of our head. And when I was going through the worst time in the middle of the foreclosure of losing my home years ago, um, I, I put in a lot of hours. I actually, there was, there was a time when I was going every single Saturday morning for three hours to assist people in getting their food. And being in service like that was just phenomenal. And it really helped me of course, I knew it helped them, but um, you know, I was doing it for them. But I know that in this service of completely letting go and and assisting others, I was assisted in in uh, in, in with that. So, um, just a just an idea. Charity is remediation. And the other thing I wanted to bring up today is, um, you know, I'm looking at that Uranus square with the sun and uh, the moon, sun, moon, and Uranus in a T-square, right? So um, as you know, when you have a T-square, it's, you know, actions required, shifting, of course, as we have discussed. Um, but I also, you always want to look at, okay, if you got a T-square, it's like three-legged table, a three-legged table. So you want to put a fourth, that fourth leg is missing. So it causes the table to fall down, right? It's stressful to not have four legs to a table, right? Can't get stuff done. Can't put stuff on that table when it's going to slide down. So what is the fourth leg of this particular Uranus um, square, the sun and moon? Well, the fourth leg would be um, Scorpio. In the United States chart, we've got the, um, and sorry, in the chart, not for the United States, for Washington, D.C., uh, the city of Washington, full moon. We have Uranus in the seventh house, so that's partnerships and you know agreements and things and working together, one one to one relationships and partnerships. So that's a shifting of values with the people that we work with. Now, um, if you look right across the way, would be um, Scorpio, ten degrees of Scorpio in the first house for the for for this United States. So that could be saying for Americans. Um, especially Americans, about our own resources. But of course, you know, wherever we are in the world, we just shift, you know, you, you can run it for your country. I know there's many of you out there in other countries. You can just take the, the birth, um, sorry, the, the uh, capital of your country and run the, the full moon chart for that particular uh, capital city. And then you would get the kind of lunation specific to your country or city or, you know, whatever you want to do. But in this case, um, what it's really saying here, you know, and I'll speak to the whole world on this, it's just resources and it may be hidden resources that can assist us in making these changes. 
And sometimes, you know, there, you, you could think of an angel investor or somebody's in the shadows or doesn't, you don't see that it's not obvious, or it might be just a realization on the inner planes, a, a kind of releasing of an, a, a purging of an old subconscious pattern of fear survival, you know, by moving into that uh, realm that we can dissolve that and it will assist the energies. Um, but, but, you know, Scorpio rules other people's money. So on a very practical level, it can be allowing oneself to, um, to, be, uh, to have others help us with their resources. So being open to that. And, um, and just because we can't see something doesn't mean the help is not there. Help is always there. And in, in, in it may be for this particular lunation, uh, not lunation, sorry, for the full moon, um, it might just be about um, the invisible worlds, you know, uh, and, the, and the transformation that can occur when we open ourselves to things that are, you know, the hidden, the, the unseen world, you know, of assistance and all of our light being friends and such. So anyway, there's that. So yeah, that's about what I wanted to say for, um, for today's uh, new moon. Um, yes, I have been, uh, I have not forgotten Los Angeles. I still want to do that podcast. I know I've been talking about it, but uh, the, um, with that, the, uh, the solar eclipse in cancer, you know, um, it was figured largely for, for all of us around the world with comfort, security, and homeland and redefining these things. Uh, but major changes, major changes in leadership, um, and certainly in the city of Los Angeles, it, um, you know, I think it's conjunct, I want to say Uranus in the progress chart, but I, I promise you, I will, I have not forgotten, but I would definitely, um, yeah, if you, I know there's a bunch of you that live in LA and, uh, there's definitely, um, change of foot in a, in a very deep, long lasting way. It's not a cyclical things. This is a vast sea change. This is a huge paradigm shift. So, um, yeah, we're seeing that. And, and honestly, you know, if you think about the real estate market, um, you know, you've probably heard about how many cities, you know, people around, you know, not just New York with COVID, but it, it's really everywhere where they, when cities that had been ravaged by COVID, and this is largely true in New York, you know, the, the least affected, of course, were the very wealthy. They, they shipped out to the Hamptons and Midtown Manhattan or the Park Avenue and, and on Fifth Avenue were pretty much ghost towns, um, especially in these wealthier areas. And so uh, there is a big exodus going on. And I, my feeling is it's like it was uh, right after World War II, where the, in, in uh, New York City, the um, all of the GIs came home from the war and everyone wanted to start a family, so they all shipped out and they left the um, the city, you know, in the in the boroughs. My parents were were among them and uh, went out to um, suburbia. So uh, you know there is a big shift of uh, people that are doing that right now, and housing market prices could collapse in in big cities, and so um, you know there's that to look at. So, and as we move through this um, particular time, I know, I think it's around the middle to the end of April, Mars is going to translate the solar eclipse, the one that the zero cancer, the big, the big kahuna that happened in, on the uh, summer solstice. So Mars is going to finally hit that point and really activate it in, in April. But of course, there'll be other places and opportunities where change will occur. 
it won't, it's not like we wait till April. <laughs> Certainly not. Not with 2020. Ay, crazy, right? Never a dull moment. But look, we made it this far, okay? And yes, we will all hold hands and walk through the fall when Mars in, uh, in its retrograde next month, it will march backward and square off and, uh, with um, Pluto, J- Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, and uh, bringing all sorts of um, opportunity there as well. So that's all for now. Um, yes, I love you all. You're absolutely fabulous. I appreciate all of you so much. And um, I'm also just to say I'm really uh, grateful to Vanessa Montgomery. We just had a wonderful interview yesterday. Thank you, Vanessa, Astro All-Stars. She's the astrologer for Glamour and Elle and Cosmo. And she's, she's just all over. What can I say? She's she's a great gal, a Sag. And we had a fire sign uh, showdown between the Leos and the Sages get together, and we just we just burn up the internet <laughs> with our light um, and passion and enthusiasm. And so we had a great two talks. Um, bless her heart, she interviewed me um, for two different segments, and I I talked about my spiritual path because she was fascinated by you know how did you get into astrology and how did you. Um, you know, how did you go from, <laughs> I, I still don't know how did I end up here. I was booking people on television shows in the 80s, and I don't know, something happened, and I'm now, like, here. <laughs> so, uh, crazy radical change. Don't be afraid of change. Just go with it, right? Uh, so, um, anyway, so we talk about that, and I'll, um, I'll be putting the link up soon on my Twitter page, so you can you can find me at on Twitter at at starsoundastro, and also at of course starsoundastrology.com, my my um, website, and uh, yeah, so we all stay in touch and um, you know keep on keeping on. Uh, it ain't over yet, but we're here. We're all here for each other. So um, you know, do holler if you need something. We are very grateful um, to be sharing this knowledge and wisdom and encouragement uh, through these timings, as ever. So with that, um, I will bid you adieu for now. And yes, yes, I will do that podcast on very, 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 very soon. Okay, maybe it'll be like my next one. Okay, I promise. I promise. So we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, Los Angeles and, and more cool stuff. So, all right, until then, mwah, 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 mwah. love, 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 love. Happy full moon. Shine your light. Yay. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks. This, by the way, was the 60th episode, the big 6-0. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I've been talking that long. Yes, I can. <laughs> anyway, uh, see you all next time. Take care. Bye.